Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 93 on the Edinburgh Castle. Please. Spooky. I would love to go here. <laughs> yeah, I would too. It's I mean, just- I just want to go to Scotland, period, because it just looks so beautiful and so cool. And there's so much old stuff to go see and so many like things happen there. Um, but specifically this castle looks pretty sweet. It's just be- like, it's breathtaking. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it's up on that hill like that. Looking mm-hmm. all awesome. Yep. Yeah. So before we get into the, the castle, we've got a few things to talk about business wise. Um, like share, subscribe as always. We appreciate mm-hmm. that. We sure do. Uh, give us a five-star review on Apple if you can, or on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And the last piece is just, this is the last week to enter our t-shirt giveaway that we have going on to become entered into the, the giveaway. All you have to do is become a Patreon uh, member, either at the $2 tier, or the $5 tier, and your name will get dropped in the bucket. Current Patreon members, you don't have to do anything. Your name's already in there. And then f- this Friday, March 4th, we will draw a winner on who yep. Very exciting. Very exciting. We haven't done a giveaway in a long time. So mm-hmm. it's time to give back to the people. It is time to give. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all the business we had. So you want to get us started on this Edinburgh Castle? Sure. Um, so Edinburgh Castle is a historic castle in Edinburgh, Scotland that stands on aptly named Castle Rock. Sounds very Stephen King. It does. Yes. (laughs) Castle Rock stands on the neck of an extinct volcano, which has been there for about 350 million years. The summit of Castle Rock is 430 feet above sea level and has rocky cliffs from the south, west, and north, rising to 260 feet above the landscape. The only accessible route to the castle is to the east, where the ridges slope off, While this makes for a great defense setting in the event of an attack, it is problematic for necessities such as water. (laughs) Yeah, that's the key, especially back in the old times. It's not as easy to get water to get water up there that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So nobody nobody really knows when Castle Rock was settled, but archaeological excavations that took place in the 90s saw evidence it was settled during the late Bronze Age or the early Iron Age, which would make Castle Rock the longest continuously occupied site in Scotland. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. The the Iron Age people at some point started by building just a fort on this landscape, and then eventually it turned into the Edinburgh Castle. Sweet. Yes. (laughs) One of the first recorded references to the castle was from John of Forden. So, you know, it's old because he's of something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was his account of the death of King Malcolm III, which he lived from 1031 to 1093. Forden said that his widow, Queen Margaret, who was later made a saint, died there in 1093. 
The chapel built in her honor by her son, King David I, is Edinburgh's oldest building and still hosts weddings and christenings today. It's super small in there, I guess. Um, I was reading on somebody's like blog that they had gone. I guess they had to wait a super long time because you could only fit like a couple people in this chapel. So they had to wait in a long line for people to go in there and see it and then come out. So I bet it's like hot in there too. Oh, I bet. I bet it's beautiful though. They have a really pretty like stained glass, um, image i believe of her that's on there it's stained glass is so beautiful between 1296 and 1341 the castle was captured twice by english invaders and was taken twice by the scots so you would think that it's not that easy to take that that vantage point there because that's why they built it there because it's so hard to get to but it was actually taken quite a bit um David's Tower, which is about 100 feet in height, was built to honor King David II, who died in the castle in 1371, but was destroyed in a siege 200 years later. A giant cannon named Mons Meg was installed in 1457 and can still be seen today. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is weird that it was able to be taken a lot like at all like yeah. period because it seems like you would just be able to pew 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 right and I have mean, all the I mean you I could see the entire city yeah you could totally see somebody coming like two days ahead of time right <laughs> so right. in 1507 the first fireworks display in Scotland took place at Edinburgh Castle for a jousting tournament I'm having hard with hard <laughs> I'm having hard with my mouth is what I almost said. <laughs> like having hard time Scot- with my Scotland. mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's like dry. Anyways, the first fireworks display in Scotland took place at the castle for a jousting tournament hosted by James IV. The Great Hall was completed in 1511 by King James IV and hosted grand banquets and state events. The king didn't have much time to enjoy the Great Hall because he died in the Battle of Flodden in 1513, fighting English forces sent by his brother-in-law, King Henry VIII of England. Not awesome, brother. That would mm-hmm. suck to like go to battle with your family like that. That would be and, rough, yeah. And then die, like even more mm-hmm. so <laughs> for that, that other person. That would also person. super suck. Yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Adjacent to the Great Hall is the Royal Palace. There are gilded initials M-A-H above the door that is stands for a Mary Queen of Scots and her second husband, Henry Steward, Lord Darnley. Mary gave birth to James VI in the Royal Palace in 1566. He became the King of Scotland at 13 months old and united the crowns of Scotland and England in 1603, which was a huge deal. Yeah, that's so, a lot. So this was the union of the crowns. Following the union of the crowns of 1603, Edinburgh Castle was rarely visited by the monarch, but in the 1650s, it grew into a military base. Defenses were rebuilt and enhanced in response to the Jacobite rising of 1689 to 1746. New gun batteries, such as Drury's Battery, were constructed, and new barracks, such as the Queen Anne building, was added. Nice. Yeah. 600 plus troops were housed in the new barracks that were built during the Napoleonic Wars with France and are still being used today. So they old 
Yeah. Regiments often had a mascot, many of which were dogs and were buried in the dog cemetery. I thought that was so cute that they Aww. have a freaking dog cemetery. And they have dog mascots. I love that. <laughs> and they said that, you know, most of them were mascots, but there was a lot of the people that would visit would bring their own dogs. So there was a lot of just like, what would you dogs call Dogs running them? around. Yeah. Not like military dogs, but just, just regular dogs. Uh, <laughs> and they, did you hear that dog? Yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what we're like, about. we're like dogs, dogs, dogs. And she's uh-huh. like. but i thought that that was really cute that they had a dog cemetery that is cute not everyone who came to the castle enjoyed their stay royals were known to complain about the droughts but life was worse for the prisoners who was locked up in the vaults below crown square this was the most secure prison in scotland obviously because it's like surrounded by luck Right. Between 1757 and 1814, the vaults became home to hundreds of prisoners of war from the Seven Years' War, the American Revolution, and the Napoleonic Wars. What? How'd they get prisoners from the American Revolution over there? Spies. Weird. Do you believe me? No. (laughs) I don't know, but they were there. Okay. Um, Edinburgh Castle was surrounded repeatedly during the 17th and 18th century and was captured twice, once by the Coventers during the Bishops' War of 1939 and 1940, and then by Oliver Cromwell's New Model Army in 1650 during the English Civil Wars. Between 1689 and 1745, after the restoration of the monarchy, Jacobite rebels unsuccessfully besieged the castle several times in their attempts to undo the glorious revolution in which King James II was deposed. Yeah, again, more besieged. like Besiegedness. Yeah. In 1927, the Scottish National War Memorial was opened. And then in 1933, the National War Museum was opened. Edinburgh Castle is now one of Scotland's top tourist sites, attracting more than 1 million visitors annually. That is a lot. That is a lot of people. I would love to do, to be one of those people. Yeah. You need to plan a trip. That's a lot of people. I'm already planning a trip to Scotland and Ireland with my mother. Have fun. Bring me back a a gift. I'll bring you back a a bobblehead. Yeah, a bobblehead. <laughs> um, Edinburgh's castle houses the honors of Scotland, which is like the country's crown jewels. It also houses the Stone of Scone, which I Ooh, really nice. like, or the Stone, stone of Scone, <laughs> or the Stone of Destiny, other people call it, which arrived in 1996, about 700 years after it was removed from England. I'm sorry, removed to England. This stone is a block of sandstone that the Scottish monarchs were traditionally crowned in. Hmm. So So it came home. It did. Good. Outside the castle drawbridge is a large open area called the Edinburgh Castle Esplanade. Esplande. I think that's it. Esplande, where grandstand seating was installed for their annual international military music festival called the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo and other summer concerts. A loud cannon is fired on the castle grounds at 1 p.m. six days a week. 
This is called the one o'clock gun and was first fired in 1861 as a timekeeping service for the ships anchored nearby. That's pretty cool that it's still going on. Pretty cool. All right. So now let's talk about the stuff you really came here for. Yeah. The spooky stuff. The spooky stuff. So I've scoured some websites here to see um, what people were seeing. And I got some pretty crazy stuff. The first one we're going to talk about is the gray lady. The gray lady is a ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As she- you may have guessed. <laughs> She's dressed like a 16th century noblewoman, and she's spotted around the older parts of the castle and is sometimes found wandering around just crying. Some say this might be Janet Douglas, otherwise known as Lady Glamis, who was a woman who was accused of witchcraft by King James V. He had a grudge against her brother, and he Uh decided to take it out on her. The accusation was baseless, but Janet Douglas was burned at the stake outside the castle on July 17th, 1537 in front of her son. Uh -uh. King James VI was also concerned with witchcraft. And during the 17th century, 300 to 500 women were burned at the stake. Jesus. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. That's not good. So others believe this may be Marie de Guise, the Catholic mother of Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, Marie de Guise, I think is her name, found herself on the losing side of the Scottish Reformation. When she died in June 1560, her corpse was kept at the castle for months, wrapped in cloth and kept in a lead coffin to keep the smell away before the Protestant nobles allowed her remains to be shipped home to France. So could be could be either one of those poor unfortunate ladies only of the three to five hundred that were burned at or, the stake. or those i mean yeah you know. yeah they they might be crying and pissed hard to say all right so another uh spooky stuffs there is an unlucky prisoner there's said to be a man roaming the property who smells like poop mm-hmm. <laughs> and tries to push visitors over the castle walls The story says that he was a prisoner in the dark dungeon. Desperate to escape, he crawled into a wheelbarrow full of gross stuff, probably poop, hoping to be taken out of the castle and thrown out on a soft heap of trash, but instead was tipped over the edge of the wall and he broke his neck on the jagged slopes of Castle Rock. Uh, That's the worst. He climbed into poop just hoping... That's why he's taken somewhere soft. And then his whole afterlife, he smells like shit. Yeah, that's rough. That is rough. That's rough. (laughs) This one got me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next one here. This is called the Piper. Many years ago, the entrance to an underground tunnel was discovered in the depths of the fortress. A bagpiper was told to explore this tunnel. He played his bagpipe as he was dropped into the hole. So then the guys up above could hear him and hear where he was traveling. About halfway down, his bagpipe stopped. No more bagpipes. Soldiers went down to look for him, but the piper was gone and he was never seen again. Nope. So what what did they do? They sealed that shit up. (laughs) That was not cool. And it said that people can still hear him playing faint bagpipes underground. That's creepy. That is creepy. 
that poor guy. He probably just went to the bottom and walked around and they just closed him up. Sealed it off. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a mess. All right. So we also have the drummer. A headless drummer was first seen on the property in 1650, drumming a warning signal right before the castle was attacked by Oliver Cromwell. Ever since, the headless drummer is considered to warn them of danger. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, but I don't know how he lost his head. Yeah, where's his head? I mean, why does he got to be headless? Things we need to know. Where's this uh, forebearer of misfortune's head? Yeah. Uh, We also have the ghostly good boy. Uh, before we mentioned that they had a pet cemetery, so the dog cemetery on site, and according to visitors, they see a ghost of a scruffy black dog wandering around looking for people to pet it. Oh, this could be the ghost of Bobby, who was a sky terrier who spent 14 years guarding his master's grave until he died in 1872. Isn't that the saddest thing you've ever oh, heard? Yes. Poor little buddy. Missed his owner. Oh. So other oddities that are sometimes 14, 14 years. Yeah. I'm just thinking that's like most of that poor dog's life. Yeah. I mean, Aww. yeah. 14 pretty good age for a dog. Yeah. What a good boy. Mm-hmm. So there are other oddities that are seen around the property. Uh, visitor, visitors to the castle see sword shaped meteors shooting across the sky and have seen ghosts of soldiers riding horseback over nearby hills. In 2003, a member of a construction team performing restoration claimed to be harassed by a ghost of prisoners from the Napoleonic Wars. They also see hazy blue orbs that can be captured floating above heads and photographs. And <coughs> poltergeist activity happens in the castle, such as someone pulling on your clothes and then they also have frequently temperature drops. Have you ever had anything pull on your clothes? No. Me either. I feel like that would full freak me out. Like I would run. I feel like, have you ever had a dream where somebody shakes your leg and you wake up and you think it happened in real life? Yeah, I've had that. <laughs> what if that's real and it wasn't a dream? Thanks, Allison. You're welcome. <laughs> Sleep tight, my loves. That's what I needed to think about right before bedtime. (laughs) Or like whenever you feel like you're falling and you Mm -hmm. like jump. What if Mm -hmm. somebody's just like pulling on you? Do you hear whispers of your name ever when you're like sleeping, like falling asleep? No, not whispers of my name. You Uh, get that? Yeah. Ooh. Just like a Rachel. Really? like. Yeah, but that's been happening to me for forever. So it's probably me. Yeah. Don't I'm, look at me like that. <laughs> we're just gonna judging. go with it's we're just gonna go with it's me I thinking like I'm hearing a sound and hearing my own name in the sound or something, but it feels like it's like in my like one side of my Ooh. space and it's like as I'm falling asleep. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> I remember though, whenever I was young going into like being trying to sleep and not being able to sleep because I felt like I heard like all these voices talking Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't shut up so I could go to sleep. And I was probably like seven, I want to say. So I I still have that. So I remember going to my dad 
and being like, dad, these guys won't shut up. And he's like, oh, you're fine. Go back to sleep. And I'm like, no, really though. And then I'm thinking back like now on this and I'm like, maybe I just was having like a, a psychotic episode. I don't, I don't know. Just <laughs> hearing voices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear, I mean, no, no, not loud. I hear like voices talking sometimes, but I swear, I think it's like, you know, whatever that phenomenon is called, where you like look for patterns or faces in designs. I think that that's like also an auditory thing. Like there's sounds and I'm hearing words and voices in those sounds that are not actually people talking, hopefully. (laughs) I was just thinking about like, now that I have a seven-year-old, what if she came to me and said that I'd be like, we're moving right now. I know. Well, you know, I have those problems with mine that is like scared of her room. And she's like, there's something in the closet. And I'm like, there is Mm -mm. (laughs) come to my room. (laughs) Right. Let's lock this door and we'll be done. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're, we're good. We're not staying in here. If it's scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very creepy. Who who let us be adults? (laughs) Right. Well, and people listening, let us know if you have any of these kind of stories so we don't feel like we're lonesome doves out here in the world. Like, yeah, what you got going on? A mess. Yeah. Yeah. You tell us. Do you you hear voices? Do you feel things tug on your legs? And I'm just thinking like where this all came from was like, I feel like people very often are like, oh, yeah, um, the ghost is known to pull on people's clothes. I'm like, dude, I would be making a big deal about that, like running and screaming. But I feel like (laughs) even if that were to happen, I move around like I sway or I do, you know what I mean? So for me, standing still isn't really an option for me to notice if something tugged on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe it depends on how hard a tug is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If somebody ripped my shit then I'd be like oh something's I happening see you yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah I don't Otherwise, know it's not so much yeah yeah we could All do right. we could do like an episode of listener tales if you guys wanted to submit your tales to us of scary things that have happened to you and if we get enough yeah. of them we can make an episode or people could send us voice recordings of themselves telling their own Ooh. tales that would be fun that would be do fun. that you guys do that yeah, so you can do um, on Spotify at the bottom. I think there's a spot to do um, a voice message. You can record it there. You can record it on Facebook. You can record it on Instagram. Just of your, it doesn't have to be a video, just of your voice telling the story. I think that would be amazing. That would be fun. We'll post something about it too. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, right. to cite, cite my sources, I went to wiki, um, edinburghcastle.scot. That's their official website, uh, meerkattours.com and greatcastles.com. So the, the meerkat tours, uh, that would be sweet. It looks like it's like a ghost tour place that you can take at the Edinburgh castles. And that's where I got most of these, um, most of these haunted stories. So... We sh- that should be done we should do that we should do that you want to come let me know we're like we are legitimately planning out this trip figuring out how much it's going to cost and like starting to like plan for it so well i need to be there if you are at all interested it's going to be like a week 
yeah. or more trip because there's, and we want to go to Ireland and Scotland. I love that. I will be there. Brian, Brian doesn't want to go at all. He wants to go to Japan or Italy, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go to Germany. I don't want to go there. I want to see the concentration. I know camps. you do. I do not. I do not want to do that. I wanted to see that since I went to the Holocaust Museum in eighth grade. Yeah. And I remember going to the Holocaust Museum and crying for two hours through that. And that's exactly what I would do the entire time in Germany. And I don't really like crying. Like as easy as I am to cry, I don't really enjoy crying. (laughs) Well, with me not liking sad stuff, like even some commercials, like the, what is it? The ASPCA Mm -hmm. dog commercials. Like, yeah, I don't, I can't handle any of that stuff, but I think it's so important to remember, like it is. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, well, we hope you enjoy this episode 93 of Edinburgh Castle. Make sure mm-hmm. to enter into our giveaway on Patreon and then send us some voice um, memos of your stories. I'm excited about that. That'll yeah, be fun. It'll be Woo! exciting. <laughs> All right. All right. We hope you all have a good week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.